Joe Smith is getting loose in the Astros' bullpen. Activated today. 2-2. That's grounded. Pass run don't. But Altuve's right there. Shovels to Barwin at second for the force. And that is the ball game. This is another Astros podcast. The Houston Astros take game one of this two-game series from the Texas Rangers, winning tonight by a final of 5-3. Astros end their three-game losing streak. Well, AJ, thinking back to yesterday's game and, and Fedorovich coming into the game so early, I'm not so sure unprepared is, is the right word for it, but not going over the scouting report. He did a great job, didn't he? He did. It's just more about getting up and running um, with someone he's unfamiliar with in Dallas Keuchel. And so I, I think coming off the bench cold, um, or at least not in the game, it was pretty hot down there, but yeah. just being able to jump back in there and, and you're in the heat right away and in, in the thick of things and not wanting to break the, 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 the momentum and the, and the rhythm that Dallas had, I thought he did a tremendous job of adjusting quickly to a game that he didn't expect to play in. Yeah, and it looked like they had to adjust the way they were going to pitch because the Rangers were trying to lay off a couple of different pitches, but the slider was big for Keuchel, and that seems to be kind of the, the theme. When he pitches well, the slider opens things up. Yeah, it does, and I, and I think most of that comes out of strike one with the fastball, and, okay. and, then, and then the slider plays, and he, was, he had a really good breaking ball yesterday. Mixed in a few change-ups, and when you see hitters taking his change-up, I think that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people can't lay off his slider. That's a good sign, and then when he can locate his fastball, um, you know, somewhere in the in the zone, uh, prefer, preferably down in the zone, it's 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 pretty good combo for him, and he, he can get through some some counts and get into some put away counts. And yesterday he was doing a good job of getting out of those counts. I want to talk about a couple more guys? Josh Reddick hitting the ball harder right now. And Reddick drives it pretty deep to right field. Mazzara is going back, looking up, and that's off the top of the wall. Guriel scores. Gaddis will stop at third. Reddick an RBI double, and it's two to nothing Astros. He missed the home run by maybe two feet, if that. Sidearm delivery, and this one's poked deep. Right field, Reddick gone! Three to nothing lead for the Astros on a laser beam to right field by Reddick. More extra base hits the last couple of weeks. What are you seeing with Josh? You know, I think he's I think he's under control, even though he's got a big swing. He swings hard, he's on he's balanced, he's under control, he's picking a lot better pitches to hit. You know, when when guys are chasing hits, when your numbers are down a little bit, when you look up on the scoreboard and you're you know, you might be hitting 250 and you should be hitting 280, or you might be hitting for, you know, 270 and you should be hitting 300. There's a, there's a human element to this where guys will start to try to chase hits. They try to put the ball in play. They start swinging at some marginal pitches. And Reddick's done that a little bit as he raced out of the season, got a lot of damage, hit a lot of home runs. Um, as that's eluded him over the last month or so, you see him trying to create those home runs instead of just hit the ball hard. Isn't it amazing that guys that have been in the league eight or nine years mm-hmm. fall into that? It is because, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's natural trap. But it, um, we all like our hits. We all know what we're supposed to be doing. I'm watching that with Marwin Gonzalez right now. I'm watching it with, um, you know, George Springer right now. Josh Reddick's doing that. Brian McCann was doing that before he got hurt. So, um, you know, one thing about the game being – you know, predominantly, you know, in, in involving numbers and guys know what they're supposed to be at or what they want to be at, and it's right in your face, right on the scoreboard every time you go up to bat. So, um, it's the game within the game. Tense moments with uh, Hector Rondon. <laughs> Big pitch right here. Crucial point of the ball game. Rondon's one-two. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider in the dirt. Picked out of the dirt by Fedorovich, who steps on home plate to end the inning. The Rangers get a run. They load them up, but unable to get any more. And we go to the ninth.
Astros five, Rangers three. Came out of it beautifully. Made some really big pitches, didn't he? Yeah, he was, and that was a tough dilemma because the, the two options we had is Tony Sip on, on Ryan Rua or we bring Gallo into the game, but he's got to face 98, 99, you know, elevated fastballs. He's got a lot of swing and miss in him, so that was an epic at bat. It's kind of the at bat that everybody paid to see. When, yeah. it, when you think about the game on the line, you have their home run hitter, you have our uh, high-end back-end closer type guy, and and in and, and that one-on-one matchup when it goes nine and then ten pitches and then 11 pitches or however many it went, it was, a, it was an epic battle that, that ultimately Gallo won, but, it, but, but I think it also set the tone for uh, Hector being a very aggressive strike thrower. The next at bag is Torino's. All right, I noticed that you have Tony Kemp in the lineup today against a left-handed pitcher. Uh, Why did you decide to go with Tony today? You know, uh, I, you know, I often go with the platoon option, and I may do that from time to time, but I, I just love his at-bats. His at-bats are really good. He can draw a walk. He can put the ball in play. The big home run yesterday. Change up is popped to right field. That ball's got a chance. Mazzara on the warning track, and it is out of here. Tony Kemp, but first base umpire Quinn Walcott with the call. And Kemp goes deep. It's a two-run job. Puts the Astros up five to nothing. Um, you know, I, I don't think it matters. Handedness doesn't really matter for him. And when when he's putting up good at-bats the way that he does, I'm going to roll with him and, and keep him in the lineup and, and see if he can continue to roll the lineup over the way he has been successfully. And the other bit of news, uh, AJ, is you juggle the rotation. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, we, we bumped Lance back to, to the home game on on, uh, on Friday against the White Sox and in, in, in Garrett Cole is going to pitch today. Justin Verlander will pitch tomorrow. Um, the two guys that I that I pay closest attention to from a fatigue standpoint are Lance McCullers and Charlie Morton. Neither of those guys have made a full uh, season of starts in their careers, and and we're just going to play it a little cautious when I can steal a couple days of rest for Lance McCullers and push him back. I can give Charlie an extra day prior to the break. They both get their two starts that they're going to get uh, before the break. It just makes a little bit of sense to us to. Um, you know, to establish some proactive type approach sure. in, in the rest, and this is with Lance and Charlie. All right, AJ, you got a chance for a sweep. Happy Fourth of July. You, Thanks for catching up. You got it, Sparky. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. One of the most dominating performances we've ever seen for a Houston Astro. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. Garrett Cole with a masterpiece. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros catcher Tim Fedorovich. Rejoined the team yesterday and getting a chance to, to play on the on the 4th of July. Uh, can you even remember what it was like to not have a baseball game on the on the 4th of July? I really can't. Uh, you kind of look at all your friends' Instagrams and stuff back home. They're all on the lake uh, getting ready for the fireworks. But we're out here getting ready for a game. You know, that's just the way it is, and I think it's a fun time. What sort of things did your family like to do to celebrate 4th of July when you were growing up? Uh, we definitely got fireworks. Um, it was illegal for the ones that go up in the air in North Carolina, so we had to get the, just the sparklers and stuff. But it was, Wait, it's illegal for fireworks that go up in the air? Isn't that kind of the point of fireworks? No, you just see them, but <laughs> North Carolina, for whatever reason, when I was growing up, I don't know if they've changed, but we had to get the ones in the boxes that kind of just shoot up uh, under 10 feet. So it wasn't as fun, but it was. Uh, sometimes we'd throw off a bottle rocket here and there. So yesterday you got to play in a rather unique situation. You joined the team yesterday, and uh, Max Stassi gets hit by a pitch in the in the top of the first inning. First of all, how did you find out you were going to be in the game? I'd imagine you had an idea that it was a possibility after Stassi got hit. Yeah, anytime that happens, I always start stretching, getting loose. Uh, it just kind of tell me to stay ready. Um, 
was unique then because most of the time you get loose, you don't have to go in. But that was the first time that actually was getting loose and I had to go in. So unfortunate for Max, but a uh, good thing he's good to go and he's he's healthy, uh, no break. That was good. So you had to catch Dallas Keuchel and. Did you were you sitting in on the on the pitchers and catchers meeting with Keichel before the game? Like, did you have an idea already of what he wanted to do? No, not really. Um, fortunate here, we have the wristbands that kind of help us with a little bit of that. Um, makes takes a lot of stress off us uh, in those situations. Um, I, I knew I liked to pitch. I've watched him quite a bit. Um, haven't caught him before, but I figured, uh, hey, once a better time. And you're catching Garrett Cole today, getting getting the start, and you got a chance to catch him a little bit in spring training, so you have an idea of what he does. Yeah, I caught him a few times in spring. I know how he thinks, uh, what he likes to do, so it should be fun. You uh, caught a pretty talented staff down at that AAA Fresno, you and, and Garrett Stubbs sharing the catching duties down there, your second stint with the Astros this year. I wanted to ask you about one guy in particular, Josh James, who's really jumped on the radar this year. You know, he's had the increase in velocity, started at AA, got to catch him a few times at AAA. What, what were your impressions of him? Uh, he's been great. Uh, I actually just caught his last start right before I came up here, and uh, I mean, he touched 100 a few times on the board. I don't know how accurate it is, but it was pretty firm. Uh, he had some good stuff that day. Uh, his slider's coming along. Uh, his changeup's really good. Has a feel for it. Can throw it any time. Um, but he's just—he's got to learn. He got to learn a little bit more about making adjustments mid-game. Um, when his ball's starting to tail or run, he needs to learn how to make the adjustment without relying on us. So I think he's—he's he's still got a little bit of growing to go. But uh, he's got some special stuff. You have plenty of experience, caught a triple-A quite a bit, caught in the big leagues quite a bit. Do you find yourself with a younger pitcher like Josh James, guiding them through the game more so than maybe a guy who's been around a little longer? Yeah, absolutely. That's the biggest thing. Down there, you're kind of coaching these guys mid-inning, mid mid-pitch. Uh, it's a little harder with less less trips now, but uh, you just got to tell them pre-game uh, what your little cues are going to be. Um, but yeah, it is a lot more coaching mid-game for us than it is up here. Up here, these guys, these guys know what they need to do to make the adjustment. It's a lot less on us. You mentioned the mound visit rule, and it's the same at, at AAA as it is at the big leagues with the six mound visits per game. How much has that affected you, and do you ever notice it? Just in the fact that I don't take as many trips as I used to. Um, like, big situations, it's kind of hard. Last night, especially with Rondon, uh, I mean, I still went out there, but uh, I mean, just if we were at five visits, that would have been tough. <laughs> that would have been a tough call in a big spot, and bases loaded. Like, you kind of need to go out and get on the same page and talk about things, but uh, we haven't really been in that situation. It's more about managing them early and not using them too many so you can save them for those late situations. Tim Fedorovich, Astros catcher, thanks so much for joining us. Continued success. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. The Houston Astros Radio Network. There's five Hall of Famers here at Minute Maid Park today. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford, and Verlander trying to show all five of them that he may belong in that club. Swing and a miss. That's 14 strikeouts for Verlander. It ties his career high. The Houston Astros. He's not getting old. He's getting better. Radio Network.